What's coming out of your mind hasn't been put into the atmosphere yet. There's something dope that is not yet out there. And if you are looking for an excuse or a reason to not do something, trust me, there will be lots of reasons to not do anything. So your why has to be mission-based. It has to be impact-based. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. And as a Side Hustle Pro listener, you will get three months free when you run your first payroll. So sign up and give it a try at gusto.com slash SHP. That's gusto.com slash SHP. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It is Nikayla here, and today I'm coming to you with a solo episode. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about or answer, should you start a podcast? And I'm going to share everything you need to know about deciding whether to start one, how to really get off the ground, and just the basics, because there's a lot that I could cover with podcasting. As you guys know, I love this topic, and there's so many layers of it. There's launching, there's marketing, growing, there's monetizing, all of that. So because this is not about to be a three-hour episode, we're going to focus on the initial stage of deciding and determining if starting a podcast is the right move for you and your business. I get a lot of questions about podcasting and usually I try to respond directly to the person wherever they've reached out to me, whether that's on email or Instagram or Facebook. And I wasn't actually sure how many Side Hustle Pro listeners want to start a podcast or interested in podcasting. So I kind of shied away from doing a dedicated episode But I realized that was silly and, you know, really, I need to just be sharing this information. So that is what today's episode is all about. And plus, even though I try to answer as many as I can during my masterclass and also over on Instagram, I know that there are way more people with questions than that. So it's time to address it broadly and widely and do all I can to help. So if you or a friend are considering starting a podcast Or if you're wondering if it's going to be helpful and if it's going to be a great strategy for your business to have a podcast, or maybe you just want to listen and learn a little bit more about what this world is, what goes into making Side Hustle Pro, then this is that episode for you. So I'm going to be going into detail about the process of starting a podcast and help you figure out if it's time to start your own. So we'll be talking about the questions you need to ask yourself before you embark on this journey, because it is a journey. It's a fun one. It has many rewards, challenges as well. And we'll talk about that. I'm going to cover a lot of the basics here because I want to help you understand what goes into podcasting and make a decision once and for all. So that's why we're covering those basics. But guys, as always, don't worry about taking notes. I have the show notes for you for this episode. I'm going to get into very thorough detail. So just go over to sidehustlepro.co slash podcast, because that's where you'll find every single link that I'm mentioning in this episode. I know you'll be tempted to like pause, try to write everything down. Don't do it. Just listen with a clear mind and then head over to sidehustlepro.co slash podcast to get all of this info. All right. 
So if you want to know more, I encourage you to head over there, sidehustlepro.co slash podcast. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to share a message from our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Okay, let's have a heart to heart. Let's talk about hiring for a second because hiring is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And you have to go about it in a way that's smart. And you know what's not smart? job boards that send you candidates that aren't even qualified for the role you posted. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash hustle to hire the right person. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. And it has powerful matching technology that actually scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. And that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. And right now, all Side Hustle Pro listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash hustle. So if you love this show, show your support and also check out ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash H-U-S-T-L-E. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hustle. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now let's get into it. I'm here with my tea. It's a Sunday and I'm ready to spit my own sermon (laughs) about podcasting. So a little background for you guys who just started listening. So I started Side Hustle Pro about three years ago. June 2016, and all I had was a mic and a dream. I really had no audio experience, some tech experience, you know, just from being someone who uses computers just like everybody else by then, Um, but no audio experience, didn't know what the process entailed. I just knew that I had a blog at the time, and it was called something completely different called Kayla K Speaks, which no one could pronounce, and... At that time, I had started doing these interviews on my blog where I would interview side hustlers, but no one really was reading the whole thing. And and you kind of get the sense that no one's reading the whole thing when people are liking it and saying, oh, that's so great in your comments. In like the first two seconds that you've posted something, you're like, oh, you, you aren't going to read this, are you? <laughs> so I realized I really was not doing my guests any favors and I was doing them a disservice by trying to do interviews in this format. So I started thinking about podcasting. This was around, I started thinking about it around, I would say late 2015, because that was around the time I really started listening to podcasts. So other people were up on it way before me, but after Serial is when it really started to pop. What The Serial podcast, that is really what um, changed the game for podcasts. And so I, I listened a little bit to Serial. Then I started listening to some other podcasts um, with a little more flavor <laughs> from us. And that's when I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I was listening to it while I was cooking, while I was doing laundry. And I just got hooked to having these stories in my ear while I was doing something. So I started toying with the idea of starting my own podcast And the rest is really history. Launched it in June 2016. And it's just crazy that it has grown to be my business. The biggest piece of what I do each and every day is consistently in the top 100 in business. And I've gotten to speak with amazing, amazing women all over the world and interview them about how they started their businesses. Because that was another thing. When I started Side Hustle Pro, I 
was interested in entrepreneurship. I was interested in being my own boss somehow, some way, but I just really didn't know how I would do it. And so I wanted to talk to women who had done it to kind of pick their brain without picking their brain, without, you know, having to say that or feel like I was just reaching out to them without giving anything in return. But being able to give a show that has new listeners, that enables discovery for them, even if they're huge, there's always that person that tags me in a comment on Instagram that is talking to the guest and they're like, I discovered you because of Side Hustle Pro. And that makes me feel so great that I can add value to them while also being able to interview them and get all their gems and also share it with the world. So that is a fun fact also about why I started the show. And it's really crazy to see where it is today. So I thought I would share a few stats about podcasting because one of the things someone asked me recently was, you know, I want to do a podcast, but I feel like it's too saturated. Everybody's starting one. Is there room for me? And I was surprised to get this question because honestly, ever since the invention of technology and the invention of content in whatever forms exist in media, there's always going to be competition. Once one person discovers that, oh, hey, this thing is cool. Uh, we can, you know, get an audience and then we can do more stuff from there on. There's always going to be competition. You'll never enter any field and it's just you. And by the way, if you do that, <laughs> you want you probably want to get out that field because if there is no demand, then you don't want to be there. So the fact that there's so many shows is actually a good thing. If you want to think about it like, you know, that's the reason why there's so many shows, that why there's so many channels, because people realize that people are consuming content. That's the reason why there's new music each and every day. You know, you people will never tire of content. The format will change. The format will change and people and media producers, content producers have to constantly adapt. But that does not mean that when you see a bunch of people creating content that you shy away from it because, oh, it's played out now. There are too many. There are too many people. There's no room for me. No, you just have to go in and craft your own lane and make your show stand out. And there's always, always a way to do that. Like, when's the last time you said, oh, I'm going to stop going to the movies now. Movies are done. I've seen every movie, any concept there is to see. If that was the case, we would have never created Black Panther, right? We we wouldn't see all these exciting new things coming out of the minds of Ava DuVernay and all those people. So you always just have to remember that what's coming out of your mind hasn't been put into the atmosphere yet. There's something dope that is not yet out there. And if you are looking for an excuse or a reason to not do something, Trust me, there will be lots of reasons to not do anything. Someone else shared in my Facebook group, they were like, there was this article that said, here's why you shouldn't start a podcast. And honestly, again, if you're looking for a reason to not do something, of course you're going to find it. You have to tap into your why. And I'll get into more of that into a little bit. But just to give you a little uh, taste of what the landscape is right now. So the last time that I checked, so this was in a, an article um, from Fast Company, which was based on podcast research that has been done. And this was uh, about 2018. Sorry, I'll get the exact link for you and share that. But there are about 525,000 plus active podcasts right now. And in 2016, right, there were about 10.5 billion podcast downloads. 2017, about 13.7. 2018, 50. Billion. So yes, podcasting is saturated, but guess what? 
the content is being consumed by more and more people. That's why you see more shows. So it's not shrinking, it's growing. And that is what you need to remember. And it's also going to grow when you release your show because people who were not consistent listeners or people who were listening to other shows are going to have something new. Because how many times have you listened to a podcast, then they go dark and you're like, dag, I need to find more podcasts. What else is there to listen to? So keep all those things in mind. All righty. Now that we got through that, is it too saturated conversation? Let's talk about the benefits. And this is the real answer to should you start a podcast? These benefits right here. So if you are trying to figure out, is this right for your business? Ask yourself, well, what am I trying to do with my business? So the benefits of podcasting is you are growing an audience, an active audience, an engaged audience who's taking you with them to the bathroom, on their morning commute, they're sharing it with their friends and people are having richer conversations about this because the intimate nature of the storytelling just breeds those type of conversations. So if you have a business where you're looking to grow an intimate relationship with your audience, you're looking to show them beyond just the surface of what they see and you think you have valuable content to share and this will be a two-way relationship, then you might want to consider a podcast, but it doesn't stop there. That's not the final answer because there's a lot of work involved in this, right? You have to make sure that you can continue to create topics on your subject matter. I think sometimes we get really excited and then we don't think a year out, um, what themes will I be exploring? What episodes will I have? And you run out of things to talk about and you don't want that to happen. But the benefits of podcasting, in addition to growing an audience, is just how quickly you can get content out there. And it's relatively easy once you have everything set up on the back end to have your content going out to people on a regular basis. And one of the things I love about it has also been being able to talk to some of the women I admire. It gives you access to people who you can invite to be in your guest chair and get to pick their brain without having to send them an email to say, hey, can I pick your brain? And um, so how cool is that to be able to have this platform, which then allows you to talk to some of the mentors in your head? You are also able to share your knowledge. So you're able to grow your um, brand as a subject matter expert. You're able to grow your brand as a thought leader, as someone who can be called upon to talk about this. A huge example of that is with my episode in the TED series. So uh, TEDx, the team from TEDx reached out to me to do one of the mini episodes in their series on the way we work. And I still to this day don't really know how they found me. Um, the producer just came across my content, but she's not even sure where she came across it at this point. But the fact that I continue to put consistent content out there and my name started to be more and more tied to Side Hustle made me someone who people and, and brands and um, reporters, journalists now reach out to me to talk about side hustling. How crazy is that, right? But you can do the same thing. You can establish your credibility. You can establish yourself as a thought leader and as an expert by creating consistent content in the form of a podcast. And it really allows you to build your brand and it really allows you to also grow an audience that is is loyal, almost to the sense of being it, it, it even goes beyond a tribe. I don't, I don't even know what word can really encapsulate the power and the wonderful opportunity of being able to put your voice to content because 
the voice is such an intimate thing. So it's not just like someone who follows your blog or follows your Instagram. Someone who follows your voice knows you in the same way your family knows me. Like how many people, when you call your family, you don't have to announce yourself because they just know it's you. When you have a podcast, people just know it's you based on your voice. And the magnitude of that really can't be explained in words. So those are just some of the reasons that you should consider, okay, should I start a podcast? Do I want to build this kind of community, this kind of brand and grow my business in this way? So those are things that you need to consider. But you also really need to know your why, you guys. A lot of times when anyone starts thinking of something they want to do, it's usually, it starts from a selfish place. It starts from a, I want to do this. I want people to know me. I want, I, 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 I. And your why has to be deeper than that because no one is listening to a podcast because, oh, I want to help so-and-so build her brand. Let me go download this episode. <laughs> that is not what people are thinking. So your why has to have a mission. It has to be mission-based. It has to be impact-based. And to give you an example there, because I'm, I'm not just going to spit out these things and not give you examples. So my why was... I wanted to change the narrative of entrepreneurship. I felt it was very one-sided and I didn't see a lot of black women entrepreneurs covered in the list, in the magazines. I want to know more about their journey because guess what? I'm a black woman who wants to be an entrepreneur and I want to learn from them. So that was my why. I wanted more info on what happened between the process of having a job to being a full-time entrepreneur because I knew that all my sisters weren't just going out there and quitting their jobs. I knew they had to have been side hustling and I wanted that perspective, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that was my why, creating that missing story, that missing narrative and putting it out there. And your why should also be tied into something that's missing. And this goes back to the whole, oh, is podcasting, is the landscape saturated? You, when you are putting out your show, have to identify what's missing, no matter what the subject matter is, whether it's motherhood, whether it's uh, health and fitness, whether it's business, there is something that is not out there. And the untrained eye probably won't be able to see it. But you, because you know your interests and you know what you need and how you're digging for this thing that you need and you're not able to find it. And you can then say, you know what, this is missing. And here's how I'm going to put it out there. And here's why it's important. And so that is how you start to identify your why. And remember that just by nature of being you and having your experience, which no one else has, you are telling a story that no one else can tell. So have confidence in yourself. Have confidence that, yes, so-and-so might do something great and so-and-so has a great show, but they can't tell your story. They can't share your experiences. They, they don't know that. So that is what's going to make you stand out, knowing your why and telling a story no one else can tell. And finally, in terms of just that mental prep work, because this is what we're really talking about and, and you know, kind of taking a step back to look at the landscape, Look at the benefits, identify if you should start it at all. And then knowing your why, I wanted to take you all through that for a second because that leads you into getting ready. But guess what? You have to start your podcast before you are ready. Yes, let me repeat that. You have to start your podcast before you feel ready, before you feel like you have all the chips in place, because 
I can speak for experience. If I hadn't jumped in with a mic and my dream, I don't know where I would be today. I would be even more nervous to start, you know, seeing like all these dope people popping up. But you can't think that way. Remember, I was still working at NPR when I started my podcast and I was surrounded by audio experts day in and day out. My desk was around the corner from Guy Raz. I had meetings with some of the top podcasters that you listen to. I created the digital marketing strategies for their shows. And if I allowed myself to compare myself to them, I would have never started. But I just focused on my little lane and I said, you know what? I know why I'm starting this. Again, I tapped into my why. I know why I'm starting this. Guess what? I'm working for a company that makes podcasts, but guess what? They haven't made this one. They haven't thought about this. They're not putting this content out there. I need to do it. I need to do it. If you are wondering why something doesn't exist, it's because you need to do it. And you got to start before you're ready. Otherwise, you will talk yourself out of it. So I had to push past my own pains, like not loving the, the sound of my own voice, for example. I think every podcaster goes through this. So if you start out and you're like, eh, uh-uh, I don't sound like so-and-so. I don't have a smooth, velvety voice. This ain't for me. You have to remember that most people don't like the sound of their own voice. So you got to push past that. And I also had to push past wishing I had a studio and, and being like, hmm, where can I record? Can I pay rent somewhere? Can I do all this other stuff? And just recognizing that um, actually I can record out of my apartment. So that's what I'm going to do. So that is how it all started. I started before I was ready. My, my husband Moyo loves to remind me and other people any chance he gets that the day before I was about to release and published Side Hustle Pro. I almost didn't do it. I almost talked myself out of it. I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is good. I'm not going to do this. And we had to have that conversation. Like, what are you doing? You know, you've come so far. You've got this. It's going to be great. And, and you know what? Even if it's not great right now, you will get better. You will get better. And it's the, it's the same thing that I talked about with Side Hustle Pro guest Sakita recently, because I also listened to her podcast before I started and her episode on done is better than perfect really helped me to push that final trigger to say you know what this is definitely not perfect but it's done so let's go hey guys it's Michaela here with a quick word from our sponsors this episode of side hustle pro is brought to you by zola zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and registry Moyo and I used Zola for our wedding in August 2017, and I absolutely loved it. I love Zola because as a busy side hustler, I had absolutely no time to waste going into a physical store and scanning registry items one by one. I was not about to do that. So I signed up for Zola and it made the experience way more enjoyable. So my fellow side hustling bride and grooms, here is what you need to do. First, start with a free wedding website on Zola. It takes just minutes to set up and Zola makes it easy to personalize with your favorite design and with all your wedding details. Then build your dream registry on Zola. Zola has over 500 top brands from Cuisinart to Sonos and Airbnb. And you can also create a fund for your honeymoon like we did. Plus, register for gift cards to your favorite brands. So to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry, go to zola.com slash side hustle. That's zola.com slash side hustle to start your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola. 
if you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably know by now that small business owners, we wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are mad fun, I'm not going to lie. But some of them, like filing taxes and running payroll, they're not so great. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for us small businesses. It's fast with simple payroll processing benefits and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about all that. Plus, they make it easy to add on things like health benefits and even 401ks for your team. So those old school clunky payroll providers that you probably thought you had to look at, they just weren't built for the way we work as modern small businesses, but Gusto is. So let them wear all of those hats for you. You have better things to do. Side Hustle Pro listeners, you get three months free when you run your first payroll. So test it out. See for yourself at gusto.com slash SHP. That's gusto.com slash SHP. Now, let's go ahead and get into the logistics of podcasting. There is work that goes into podcasting. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to try to make it seem like, oh, it's so easy and simple to get your content out there. There is work, but it is doable work. Everything in life that's worth it is work. You know, it takes time to master this stuff, but it's very, very doable. Once you get into a rhythm, once you establish your schedule, once you sit down and watch and learn and go through the different trainings, you will know what it entails, what it requires of you and make plans accordingly so you can get into that rhythm. And by the way, with trainings that I mentioned, I do have a video training that walks you through all the steps. So recording, editing, publishing, all of that over at sidehustlepro.co slash podcast. So that covers the fundamentals because I want everyone to get started. But you can also listen to this episode and we'll walk through it right now. But I do provide video trainings um, so you can head over there to get that. All right. So logistics of podcasting. First, let's talk about structure. That's something that people sometimes skip over because they're like, "Ooh, what's my title going to be? <laughs> your title is not in your top three things that you need to think about. Yes, I said it. It's not in your top three things. What you need to be thinking about is who are you creating this show for? So that is part of your structure. Who are you creating this show for? If you create the show with someone in mind, you're able to then create content that will be consumed because you remember, you're not creating the show for yourself. You're not creating the show just because you want to talk about things that you're interested in or because you and your homie want to like um, talk about funny stuff. And you think you're going to be, you know, like these other people who have funny shows, but it's work. You have to really think about who are you creating the show for? But it's work. You have to really think about who are you creating this show for? You also have to think through, will it be a solo show or will you have a co-host or multiple hosts? Will it be interview style? Will you just have a show where it's free discussion or more narrative style where you, you know, bring your recorder everywhere, edit it down, make it into a whole uh, journey for the listener? These are all things you want to decide beforehand. 
You also want to think about how long you want your show to be. But that also comes down to knowing who you're creating this show for and understanding how long are the shows that they listen to? What is their tolerance and all of that? And that can also always be adjusted as well. So don't get into analysis paralysis where you don't do something because you don't fully know the answer. So now let's move into naming. So I've said it before, but I just want to remind everyone that when you're naming anything, but definitely podcast. Like this is not the time to be cute or coy. I tried it before. So I'm not saying this to preach to anyone. I tried it before. I did like a play on my name and I had the Kayla K Speaks blog. First of all, no one could pronounce it. And also it didn't mean anything to people, right? Like, what does that mean? People thought um, I was like a speaker. I was not a speaker. (laughs) I was a writer. So you have to think about, okay, this is not the time to be coy. Some of you have brands already and you want to make your podcast the same name as your brand name to keep it consistent. Listen, this is not the time to have default names just because you want to be consistent. This is the time to be strategic. Make it focused on the topic. Make it focused on the theme, on the type of podcast you're going to have, not your brand or not some cute acronym that you love and you want to keep going on with because no one is searching for that. No one is searching for that. So there are two key places that help your podcast to show up in searches or show up for people who are interested in podcasts similar to yours. And that's going to be your name and that's going to be your description for your show, what you write out in that blurb about your show. And so that is why you want to make sure that you're popping up. It's the same thing as SEO. You want to make sure when people are searching for keywords, in my case, if people are searching for Black women entrepreneurs, if people are searching for side hustlers, I want to make sure I come up in that conversation. So with my name and with my podcast description, I make sure to hit on those keywords. Now, your name doesn't necessarily have to be literal, but something about your podcast has to signal to the person you're creating it for that this is for them, whether that's in your artwork, your description or your title. So think about that. And I teach all this to my students in Podcast Moguls because this is where it can go left for people. (laughs) So we get into that in the refining your topic part. All right, now let's talk about equipment. That's another thing I noticed that gets people a little bit stuck because they think they need to invest in all this equipment or I'm not going to start until I get X, Y, and Z. Let me tell y'all, I record on a Yeti microphone. It is one of a few microphones that you can check out. I started with the Audio-Technica ATR2100. Again, I'm linking to all of this, so don't worry about trying to jot that down. But I started with that one. It just so happened that Moyo had a Blue Yeti, so I started using the Blue Yeti, which is way more powerful, um, has a more studio sound to it, but also picks up every and everything. <laughs> so we had to get a pop filter to go with that. And I'll, I'll share with you what a pop filter is. That That's basically what, like, you know, protects the microphone from those harsh pronunciations like the P's and all of that that come out of your mouth. So it kind of um, takes away some of that sound. Then... I've also heard good things about the Hale PR40. So that's another one. But honestly, I would go with any of those that meet your budget. It does not have to be the most expensive microphone. You just need it to be studio quality. And then there are also people who, when you do in-person recordings, 
you might want to check out the Zoom H6, which is like a portable recorder that you can then plug in microphones to and record with your guests in person. Again, if you're not doing a studio and you do not need a studio to do all of this, then you want to have some standard stereo sound canceling headphones, which are all available on Amazon. Just any standard stereo sound canceling headphones will do. Don't have to get the most expensive. And again, you want to get in a pop filter to protect your microphone from the hard P's and all those sounds. And I also have a windscreen to, you know, minimize any outside noise, background noise as well. So that's your basic equipment. That is what you want to get started to start recording. I record my interviews using Skype and a a program called Ecamm call recorder. Other people use Zencaster. I've seen that a lot. Um, Some people use Zoom these days. I've done a couple of Zoom ones. So those are some of the ways you can record. If, for example, you are interviewing people remotely and they're not in the same city, which I've all my interviews have been virtual, every single one, because it's rare that I live in the same city as someone. And even if we do live in the same city, that we have the same schedule, sit down and meet somewhere. And anyway, they would be meeting me in my bedroom. So that would be kind of awkward. So (laughs) I recorded all virtually. So some things to think about in addition to the equipment is deciding when you're going to record because I started my side, uh, my yeah, side hustle pro the podcast while I was still side hustling, I knew that I needed to figure out a schedule that could potentially work for guests and me. So I had to decide when am I going to record, how am I going to record to minimize any outside sounds. And so for you, you need to figure out where in my home will be the quietest place. For me, that's my bedroom. And I also, um, you can do certain things to buffer out your sound. So you can put up pillows, make kind of a pillow fort to buffer out sound and other things like that. You want it to be a room that's not empty so that you can minimize echoes. But definitely make sure you decide when you're going to record. So for me, that was after work between the hours of 6 and 8 p.m. So I would rush home on interview nights to get there in time for that first interview. And I also only recorded on certain days of the week so that, you know, my employer didn't see me leaving work and rushing out of work every single uh, day of the week. But like, you know, on certain days, make sure that I'm there earlier so that I felt no qualms about leaving exactly at five. And for you, if you can't leave exactly at five, you don't want to record too late, then think about weekend slots that you can do or even morning slots, something that's going to work with your schedule. You want to establish that so that when you are scheduling with people, it's not like, oh, what time are you free? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You want to be able to send them your scheduling link. Uh, You can use Acuity. You can use Calendly. Send that to them and have your consistent slots there so that they're like, okay, um, I need to pick a Monday or Tuesday that will work rather than, oh, I could do this or I could do that. It just helps them to make a, a faster decision and go ahead and schedule. So pro tip right there. And for my shows, they end up being between 40 to 60 minutes. So it would take between 40 to 60 minutes to record them. And then when I'm prepping, I spend about one to two hours. So I I will research to guests and think through different um, elements if they'll make a good fit. And so I just include this because I want you guys to know that you will spend time overall 
researching, thinking through your show, outlining the show in addition to recording and editing it. And so that gives you a sense. So about 30 minutes to an hour to record, one to two hours to research and outline and prepare questions or uh, just prepare the scripts as far as bulleting out the different things I want to touch on in that episode. And again, I provide my actual templates for my students in Podcast Moguls because I know that all this, it it can feel a little bit overwhelming when you're starting out. But again, once you get into a rhythm, once you really start doing it, it is very, very doable. So now let's touch on editing a little bit. For those of you who have started a podcast or about to start a podcast, editing can feel like a pain sometimes when you, if you're not someone who grew up editing stuff, you might be like, what the heck is going on? This is actually something that a lot of my students came to me with, like, why is this not working? Or the sound is weird. Especially when you record virtually, you can't really control your guest sound. You can control your sound and make things as polished on your end as possible. But when your guest sound is funky, that can throw everything off. So you have to, one, prep your guests by letting them know what they need to do, you know, how they need to be in a room that's very quiet with the windows closed and all of that, um, you know, recommend all of that to them and also be proactive and confident when you do start the call, when you do start the interview. If you hear that it's not the greatest sound, you have to be willing to end the interview and say, hey, you know, um, maybe we can try this on another day when you're in a different location, but this is not going to work because you have to put your audience first. But when it comes to editing, though, I use GarageBand to record my interviews, my solo episodes, everything. And then I also would edit in GarageBand. Now, GarageBand is Mac only. If you have a PC, you can check out Adobe Audition. You can check out Audacity. Very similar programs um, that allow you to record and edit. And then you can, you know, drag in your files. You can edit out parts of the episode that you don't like. You can add in different updates for your audience and things like that, an intro and outro and all of that right within whichever software that you choose. So again, I use GarageBand, but you can also look at Adobe Audition and Audacity. And in the training that you can um, purchase at the end of this, if you're interested in it, and I do, again, have video trainings on all of this. So It's one thing to get the software, but it's another thing to actually sit down and start to do that editing. So I do provide a training on that. So again, head over to sidehustlepro.co slash podcast to get that training if you want to see how I do it and really how I did it because I now work with an awesome producer, Chris, who edits my show. You can drop him a line too if you want to outsource this part of your podcasting journey, chris at podshaper.com. Okay. Oh, and one last thing on editing. Alphonic is your friend, you guys. Alphonic is this program that does your post production. So once you're done dragging in your files, editing out the parts of your interview or episode that you don't want, you can run it through Alphonic, which will then make sure that, for example, you and your guest are at the same level with the audio. Um, It'll minimize background sounds and just give it that final polish. So that's one thing that I do as well. Now, once you have edited your episode, there's one major part that you have to make sure you have done, which is you need a podcast host. You need somewhere to host 
the files that are being pushed out into the ears of all of your listeners. So a podcast host, it essentially it hosts your MP3 files and it provides what's called an RSS feed, which is what is published to the different podcast players. And once you've set it up once, you never have to think about it again. So every single time you hit publish, it will go out to, you know, you will go out to your SoundCloud, your Spotify, your everywhere that you've identified that you want your podcast to live on. And the great thing about hosts, um, and by the way, not all podcast hosts are created equal. I'll get into that in a second. But a good host provides statistics so you can learn about the people listening to your show. You can learn about the countries they're coming from. You can learn how many downloads you're getting. And this will be especially important when you are ready to monetize. So I use Libsyn. A lot of podcasters use it. It is one of the oldest known hosts out there and it is very reliable and consistent. And one thing I like about Libsyn is I've literally never had an issue with it. And if I reach out to their team for any question or thing that I don't understand, they hit me back immediately. So I love that about them. And I actually, because I like them so much, I got a a code for my listeners. So If you are setting up your hosting, you can use code HUSTLEPRO for all of this and next month free with Libsyn. Again, that's Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, and the code is HUSTLEPRO to get all of this month and next month free. And you can also check out different hosts. You know, there are other ones out there. Some people use Blueberry, um, Podomatic, I've heard of. Whatever you decide to use, make sure your host is an Apple partner, though. And I'll provide a link so that you can check and search which podcast hosts are a Apple partner because you want to make sure you are getting the right statistics. Because again, this is going to come in handy when you're ready to monetize. And also you want to know, you want to know every single download you're getting, you don't want anything janky going on. So your host matters. Okay. Um, So check out Libsyn and use code Hustle Pro. All right. So I really hope all this was helpful. I have found podcasting to be life changing, life changing. Two years ago, three years ago, I just never would have imagined that simply getting behind a microphone and sharing my thoughts would lead me here. If you scroll back to my very first episode, you can hear more about my story and the different challenges that I went through and how podcasting became this goal of mine to finally start to pursue something that I was interested in to finally learn more and also to stop hiding behind things I was ashamed of. And, you know, that that first episode was really powerful for me because I talked about a story that I was ashamed of for a long time, a rejection that really had me down in my feelings for over a year, not wanting to talk about it and share it with people. And so being able to talk about that on my very first episode of a podcast that was going out to the world was big for me. It was big. And once I did that, it was like, whew, freedom. You know, once you stop hiding behind things that you're ashamed of, like the freedom that comes from that is amazing. So that's the first thing. When I think of podcasting, I think of freedom because it gave me the freedom and the confidence to stop worrying what other people thought of me. Because once the episode is out there, 
it is up to anyone else's interpretation. I can't control how you hear it, what you hear, if you like it, if you don't like it. And I have to be okay with that because I can't then pull it back so that you unhear it. You know, once it's out there, it's out there. So podcasting also really gave me a strong sense of purpose and a strong sense of confidence in putting out a message and being okay with people not liking it and saying, I am doing this for a greater, deeper purpose than whether or not anyone else likes it or listens to it. You have to be willing to make a show even when you don't know if anyone will listen. And that's how I also teach students to really think through their topic. What would you be willing to talk about if no one listened? You can't just pick a topic that you like or that you think is popular and hot right now. It has to be truly something that you care about. Otherwise, you're going to fade off after a while. You're going to fade away because you're going to grow tired of it and you're only doing it because it's hot, but it's not truly what you're interested and passionate in. So I encourage you all, if you're thinking about should you start a podcast, think about what you want for your life and what you want for your business. And think about does what we discussed in this episode align with that as far as Will it allow you to have a greater platform to share a deeper message that you want to get out in the world and to impact people based on you being able to get this information out into the world? And I don't want to be over dramatic and make it seem like podcasts can only be serious topics or business related topics. Of course, you can also create lighthearted shows that are just for fun, just for key keys. But guess what? Don't take for granted that those lighthearted shows are having an impact as well. They are serving a purpose. Just because you laugh doesn't mean that it's not having a huge, deep impact. It is bringing joy to people at a time when they might have needed that laugh more than those hosts even know. So I'm talking about those shows as well when I say this. I'm not just talking about business shows. When I talk about are you building a platform that is allowing you to get a message out there, get content out there that is having a deeper impact, okay? So if you want to know more, I have all of the notes over at sidehustlepro.co slash podcast. The notes will have all the links. And then I also have a paid video training for 27 that you can purchase with the actual videos, the step-by-step tutorials of me doing everything, the recording, the editing, the publishing, the setting up my host, all of that good stuff. So this covers the fundamentals because I want everyone to be able to get out of their own head about should I should I should I and just get started if it is the right move for you and I also encourage you to sign up for my next masterclass on February 7th 2019 because that masterclass is all about the marketing so once you have started and you've actually put your show out there and you want to grow This masterclass is going to tell you how to get your first 1,000 downloads. So I'm going through the exact marketing techniques that I use to start growing my audience that you can use as well to get those first 1,000 downloads and keep it growing from there. So sign up at sidehustlepro.co slash live class to join me on February 7th. The link to all of this will be in the show notes. 
So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I look forward to seeing many of you over in the masterclass so we can dive deeper into marketing, because as you know, it's one thing to launch a show. It's a whole nother thing to grow it and market it. And I didn't want to overwhelm in this episode by going into all of that. As you can see, that'll probably be that will be a whole other not just one hour, but many hours to dive into that, but start with a masterclass on how to get your first 1000 downloads to start pushing that show and growing and scaling that show. All right. So talk to you guys soon. And if you like this episode, if you have other questions, hit me up at hi at sidosapro.co so that I can save those questions for future episodes. All righty. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you.